Time, all time, all space, <laughs> the universe only exists relative to my perspective. I, Jean-Claude Van Damme, nobody else. Jesus Christ, Doc, you disintegrated Einstein. Disintegrated Einstein. Einstein. Welcome to Science of the Movies, a podcast that looks at the role of science in some of our best loved and most hated movies. I'm Abby. I'm Frida. And this week's movie is Time Cop. Because <laughs> we don't have enough time travel this cycle. <laughs> I know. Well, it's all time travel and this was on request. It was. Um, so here we go. We're doing Time Cop. <sighs> But first, yeah. <laughs> but first, I was just telling you that I'm coming. Like I'm just like full speed today. I'm sitting down to this podcast, just like ah, because listen, listen to my weekend. Actually, this is a story that has been going on for days now. Um, and yes, it's Jean Claude Van Damme. Yes, it's absolutely. We're going to get to splits in a minute, but you have to hear about my day. <laughs> to sit and listen to my day camel toe hunter anyways so this has been going on for a few days now my sister's son has got his bar mitzvah coming up and one month before the bar mitzvah is when he like dons the prayer gear for the first time and does like prayer like with the men Okay. And that event happens in the morning and like everybody comes and celebrates it. Yay. And then you have a bit of like a little bit of a luncheon after like a little bit of like Danish and something, something like that. And my sister couldn't like, it was only going to be like 40 people and she just couldn't figure out how to serve coffee. She like, you know, you could, you could rent a barista, but it was just not enough people to justify the expense of a barista. And she's like, I, I don't really know how, what to do about the coffee. And I was like, I got this. I'm going to do the coffee. No, because I was at this wedding in Brisbane and I was at this wedding and it was on a farm. We were out in a farm having a party. And the morning after the party, what's there but an urn full of steaming hot, delicious, strong coffee? Like loads of it. I've never seen that before in my life. Just like loads of coffee. And I'm being like, are you cups. serious? And so, I, yes, yeah, so I went to the. I, no, I I'm like, sorry. I are you serious that you've never seen an urn of coffee before? There is like in every I've single never seen event in Ireland and England. <laughs> Never. I've never oh. seen it. You, they have. I, I, I've seen people brew separate little small batches. Everybody's like a few cups at a time. That's usually what I see when we go camping. Huge urn. So I went to the bride. I was like, Kate, how did you guys do that? What is that? She's like, I don't know. I rented. It's called a hundred cup something. So I Googled rent a hundred cup coffee maker percolator. It's a hundred cup percolator. What is this? So I, I started to look around Melbourne. Can I rent this? Yeah, fuck. I can rent a hundred cup percolator. I'm taking it upon myself. My sister's gonna have a steaming hot coffee for everybody because I tell you what about the Jews? They like hot, strong coffee. I don't know what it is. I'm just <laughs> saying, like the Jews like that. But I told my Pilates instructor that the Jews have hot coffee hot, and she was like, "Does it have to be hot? Like, do they have it immediately?" I'm like, "It's not like a law. It's like it's a weird cultural thing. Calm down, <laughs> Jesus. They like the coffee hot." So I'm calling around and a lot of people have a minimum. They don't let you just hire a percolator, but one place let me hire it. And I had to drive down to Port Melbourne, which was my worst place in Melbourne to drive to. 
because I always accidentally get on the highway. I went to pick it up on Friday and then I was like, okay, but like, what's the coffee beans going to be? Because I only have a little hand grinder and this is a hundred cups. What am I going to grind it in? I can't, I get my coffee in the city on a Thursday. I can't have it ground up on Thursday for a Sunday. And where else can I get coffee if I'm not in the city? I was like, oh my God, my brain's about to explode. I was obsessed over this for days. It was all I could talk about. And eventually I borrowed an electric grinder from my sister's bakery because she has one. And I had a kilo of really good beans. And I got there at 7.30 in the morning with my electric grinder and my beans and then the percolator. And I was so excited to set it up. And I'm telling everyone at the event, I was like, oh, the coffee's going to be so good. It's going to be so much coffee, guys. Get ready. It's going to be coffee. I was like, it's getting hotter. It's getting it's strong now. And I'm like testing it like every minute. I couldn't stop talking about it. I'm so aspy. I'm like talking about the coffee. It was all that was on my mind for days. And I couldn't stop talking about it to everybody. I seriously could not stop talking about this coffee thing. And then, yeah, like it was just delicious coffee, loads of it for everybody at this bar mitzvah and everybody's having loads of danger. And they're all like, wow, this coffee's good. And I was like, is it? Oh, good. <laughs> well done, Frida. I was like, oh yeah, really? No problem. <laughs> I did it. I made the coffee, you guys. And then they're like, did you drive to Port Melbourne to pick it up? I was like, yeah. Totally. It's fine. And then I like bought it all home and I decanted all of it into like jars. Now I have like cold brew for days. I'm just going to keep drinking it. The leftovers. And that's my story. And that was just my Sunday. <laughs> well, anyways, so yeah. when I get something into my so head. It I, I, know, I know you like coffee, but like... I mean, I like coffee too, and um, yeah, I'm mildly shocked and concerned about. Concerned. <laughs> just like... I mean, I think I'm more just like amazed that you didn't know what a coffee urn was. I'm more just like shocked by I know that the hot idea. Water urn. That like this, it's I just never, like, is this just an Australian thing that like Australian or Melbourne people are just so particular about the, your coffee that it's not real if it doesn't come in one small, tiny little cup? <laughs> yeah, we brew a batch brew, which is like maximum 20 cups, you know what I mean? Mm. And when I go to work and when they have luncheons and it's going to be tomorrow, they have, they only have batches of coffee in these little annoying pumpy things yeah. and it's always lukewarm. It's never hot. Like you need yeah. it hot. I hate it. I so the percolator is the way to go. And so I, I was we, so we have them at our like, seminars as well, like the Monday, Monday seminars. And it's like, oh, yeah, you come for the free coffee. And you're just like, it's lukewarm, watery, like tiny little pump it's, bit. You're like, I no, know. this is terrible. You made me think of my boyfriend's grandmother, though, like because he's from a Portuguese family. So Portuguese are particular about their coffee as well. And what you're saying about it needing to be hot, like, she, like, seriously, if we're out somewhere and she wants like an espresso, it like she wants a hot espresso like it it needs to be like you'd better come boiling from the thing and drink it immediately because if it's sitting on the table for two minutes she won't like it's just like no it's not hot oh, yeah. and she always yeah. says that she, like, even she drinks like, her coffee and she'll just be like how's your coffee <laughs> be like how's your coffee nana mm, it's cold <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah melt you straight off the urn just like Ugh. but like it was heating up and i was like i was a little bit late because it was like it was a little bit of a fuss to get everything together and so my cousin was like added the milk and he was like it's not hot enough i was like milk i forgot about the detail of the milk i was like it'll be hot just wait guys just <laughs> i got really into this i was so obsessed <laughs> 
Uh, but my brother-in-law was like, "Do you know what this is making? So no, 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 because- no. Do you know what this is? This is what? Monica's party when she says to Phoebe, you can be in charge of cups. This is what this is. <laughs> this is yeah, Phoebe and totally. the cups at the party. <laughs> this is non-neurotypical behavior. Okay, so I think I think considering dude. we've spent eight minutes talking about coffee, maybe maybe we just won't talk I about my science an life hour. and we'll just move on to the movie. <laughs> What's up with you? That's me. That's just literally my coffee story. That's all I'm talking about. What's up with you? I've got two things. So number one, I told you this already, but like my my PhD project has been resolved. I am now in my third year of my PhD about to start an entirely new project with a new supervisor. (laughs) Look, these things happen. Um, When you're part of like experimental physics, when you're part of a equipment that like when you're dependent on equipment to be operational for you to be able to actually run experiments and get data um yeah this stuff can kind of happen so it just turns out like the project i'm a part of which is a big collaboration project it's been delayed by over a year and so it's not going to be in time for my phd so the best solution is for me to move to a different project so we talk about that another time but what i want to tell you about is because it's been so stressful like the last, it's just been so incredibly stressful the last like couple of months. So we finally had like a weekend away, right? And um, we booked like this awesome little cabin in the middle of East Anglia. And um, it was just like this, oh, it was this lovely little kind of woodlock cabin thing. It had like a hot tub. It was, it was just so sweet and lovely. But we were driving around the countryside there and there's like lots of houses. There's lots of fields and stuff like that, whatever, and lots of houses. And we were driving along one day and I was just like looking, going, it's a lot of like flags. A lot of people have flagpoles at their houses with like Union Jacks and stuff. And I was like, it's a bit weird, but like, sure, whatever, fine. I I get what part of the country I'm in. And then at one point we're driving past a house and there was two huge flagpoles, one flying the American flag and one flying a Trump flag. And I was like, where the fuck am I? <laughs> Worse than that, Frida, you will not actually believe this because I, we were both so literally shook. So Drove past a house not too far away in the front lawn. Do you know what was flying in the front lawn of a house in a East swastika? fucking Anglia? A, a Confederate a flag. A swastika, basically. No, a Confederate flag. Oh, I know, but I, that, that's what I was fearing. That's what I'm like. Oh, well, no, but I was literally just like, I am flag. literally in the middle of east of England and I'm looking at a Confederate flag on someone's front lawn on a flagpole. Are you fucking serious? And then a few doors down, you've got the Trump flag. It's like, what the hell is this? What you- Where am I? Flying flags, flying flags is totally sus. Um, I know that technically flags are safe, but flags are not so safe. They're weird. It's weird. I was like traumatized. <laughs> that is traumatic. I have to say I've been very triggered. I am so fucking tense and triggered right now with this Kanye shit. Yeah. I am tense as all hell. My Jewish self is not feeling so safe at all. And I'm like deep in conversations with religious family, especially the male ones who are visibly religious. And we are so tense plus i'm reading philip roth the plot against america and it's all just i'm just like what's going on 
I'm just like, honestly, I'm fucking triggered. And um, yeah. that can be another conversation. But let's talk about John Con Van Damme. <laughs> John Con Van Damme. Because today's movie is Time Cop. It's Time Cop. Did you send, Did you watch the video I sent you? I did. I watched it. I sent you a YouTube video? Yeah, I watched it this okay, morning. Okay, good. <laughs> Requisite. Yeah, it's the most important film in the history of cinema. Everybody knows that. Can I do my summary on Time Cop? Yes, please do. Okay, first, a man from the future robs the Confederates of their gold. Then, a Senate Oversight Committee in 1994 learns about time travel. But whoa, does this Senator McComb already know about this? (laughs) Interesting. Then, Jean-Claude Van Damme turns up, and these two men dress like... I can't tell what they're dressed like. Following, is it retro? Is it the future? Is it the past? What are they? They're following him. They kidnap his wife, Mia Sarah, and blow his house up? What? Then, 10,000 years into the future, actually, 10 years into the future, Jean-Claude Van Damme is part of the time police, stopping people from using time travel to change anything about the present, which begs the question, what else is time travel there for? Although... I don't know anymore, given our miniseries and everything. But it turns out Senator McComb has been hopping around time for ages, all to enrich himself in the present, enough to make himself the president. That's right. That's his plan. Make myself rich, be president of everything. We have to stop him from being the president. (laughs) Jean-Claude Van Damme runs around stopping this time criminal, but he will not try to change anything about his wife's death until he finds out she was pregnant. And that changes everything because without being pregnant. (laughs) And then suddenly everything collides. McComb, his strange henchmen, the splits, science, a brick wall, Mia Sarah, on a nail-biting conclusion, what an adventure, time cop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's about it's about as chaotic as that summary was. <laughs> I just had to stream of consciousness to do that. That's yeah. the only way. John Claude There's Van Damme. There's so many things. Like, I suppose the, the main question to me is like, if you could go back in time and get all of that money and basically become like the richest person in the country, do you really want to be president on top of that? Or are you not just living just... your life enjoying like the... <laughs> are you not just like Bezos out there just going, got all the money. Running with the bitches. I'm going to buy a rocket ship. Go to space. <laughs> Yeah. You can control the president without being the president anyway. Do you know what I mean? Right. Just use all your money to pay for um, the... I mean, I it's know. just random. It's like his plot is so... It's like, <laughs> get money, become president, be the president. Like, okay, fine. I feel Power! Like... <laughs> okay, I mean, if that's what you want. Yeah, okay, cool. Great. Um. So, let's... Uh, what did you think of the movie? <laughs> 
I don't know what to say. I had what thoughts. What did you think? I had thoughts. Um, I did not hate this, right? So I expected to just laugh at the complete ridiculousness of it. And I'm kind of with the guy in the video that you made me watch, where it's like, it is the most important movie of our time. Uh, <laughs> I didn't hate it. I actually quite enjoyed it. There's a lot of complete batshit what the fuck about it. But like, I, I'm, I'm perfectly okay with it. How did you feel? <laughs> I, I'm perfectly fine with this movie as well. I had a, such a fun time because it was so fucking weird. Those guys that were following him, that kick at the beginning. I'm sorry, that weird kick. I, I don't think I've ever seen a Jean-Claude Van Damme film. I think this is it for me. I don't have it in my memory and he's so that, berserk. That kick <laughs> is just Jean-Claude Van Damme and it's like that's the reason that kick is in there like it's so stupid as well the whole it's like it makes no sense the only reason to do it is because it's Jean-Claude Van Damme like literally that's it and what is even the rollerblading thief he was like boom 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 like this guy with a backwards cap and his glasses rollerblading and stealing I know just this thief doesn't look like anything I've ever seen in my life but it just it just every part of this movie was without any reference to the real world. But Mia Sarah staring at clocks. Said, it's what you said, it's all about the guys that are following him, because I just wrote down beanie hat with shades and leather jacket. Classic. Like it's just the mania and the like Crazy. the kind of undercut thing, because we're futuristic, but undercut. like it was a bit it was a little Why? bit um Twelve Monkeys vibe. Sort of. That's steampunk. Yeah, that but they grounded in some, there was, something. There was aspects of them that were supposed to be a little bit like, it was just all this, you know, like, yeah, in the future, the bad guys will have big, long leather coats and these big boots and wear these and glasses undercuts. in the dark. <laughs> it's retro futurism, but of a, a, a very pe- specific 1994 retro futurism, <laughs> which is just awful. But anyways, um, I have sort of all these funny bits we can just talk about. We've yeah. already mentioned a few, so let's just keep going. Because I was the rollerblading thief and, and the sidekick in the beginning is just... <laughs> I'm doing my hand motion, my Jean-Claude Van Damme sidekick. Yeah. When he did the kick, I just wanted to get up and do the kick. Like, <laughs> immediately. <laughs> well, then you're proving the point of it being in the movie. <laughs> it's a selling point. I just... I was very close to having Raph watch it with me, but I was like, oh, they got naked. So that's another one of my bit when they're like having sex and it's a saxophone. <laughs> it was pretty. It was like, and on that note, Roger Ebert, in the rain. Roger Ebert's review of this, Roger Ebert himself, he goes, the problem I have with this movie is not enough naked Jean-Claude Van Damme. He, got, he was like, give us more. Be more naked. Why only one scene? Give us ten scenes. Anyways, what are some of your funny bits? Oh, I didn't write down funny bits. <laughs> Let me... What did I write down? I can what just keep I reminding you I don't know. I can't even stuff. think right now. Let me think about stuff. Um, oh, hold on. Let me see kitchen some things that I have written down down here. I was just going to say, I was like the... Um, I, I love... I love the... <laughs> So first off, I want to say, this isn't a funny bit, but I just want to say the first scene 
where we we're in the 1920s <laughs> with the like the 1920s guy who's like i don't know what like buying up stocks or something like that and like everything is suddenly like freaking like a dick tracy novel or some shit like that but like he rocks up and you get that first shot of van damme uh future van damme tva van damme guy coming in and that man is fucking beautiful that hair works <laughs> There was everything about that He's version beautiful. of his character versus like the buzz cut army guy with his green bomber jacket in, at the start of the movie with the wife. And then we got like mm-hmm. the, the time travel Van Damme. I was like, yeah, yeah. time travel Van Damme. <sighs> Hello. Uh, <laughs> I love, I love, I love the taser scene where he splits on the counter. Like, come on. He, to, he does a push up. He does a push up on the ground. That's so powerful. <laughs> That he gets immediately into splits. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect. Um, the splits is crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> what the fuck is with the splits? Hey, the, the fact that in the 90s it was his superhero and his thing was the splits is like, it just it just baffles the mind. <laughs> we, don't, we don't have people like that, these characters anymore. That are just these like bodybuilders that can do shit. I think that was a thing though it's showing like how I mean but isn't Van Damme like martial arts but isn't it interesting how they don't show like the the fighting prowess you know that what they actually show is um yeah just these things that we that are impressive to us at that time seeing a man do the splits (laughs) like that is like whoa (laughs) what yeah (laughs) Oh my god, so funny. Um, what else is funny bio. about it? Okay, check it. Yeah, he began martial arts at the age of 10. Um, Shotokan, karate, and kickboxing. Kickboxing. That's what that is. Yeah, and then he was and then he was a bodybuilder as well, so yeah. Oh, and then at 16 he took up ballet. That's where he gets his grace. And he's also done taekwondo and muay thai. So there we go. He's an all rounder. That's why he's able yeah. to do the splits and he's got a fucking rocking butt. Sorry, I don't want to objectify, but like. I uh, know, I think you're safe to objectify Jean Claude Van Damme, Abby. In that, in say, that scene in particular the with the splits and those buns. Come on. Well, the sex scene, where it's just basically his body. I really appreciated that the sex scene was all about his, yeah. his body. <laughs> That's what I remember anyway. Like, I don't. I think it was all him. <laughs> or is that where your focus him. went? <laughs> it definitely was where I was focused. Yeah. Mia Sarah, though. Mm. We'll get to her in a minute. Okay. Um, other funny bits are... Um, okay. Do you know what the word defenestration is? No. Defenestration means being thrown out a window. <gasps> it's a great word. <laughs> I didn't know that. But there are two there are there are two instances of people throwing themselves out of the window on purpose, like to get outside as a fast yeah. way to get outside. And so I called it self defenestration. And then it happens twice in this movie. <laughs> There's a point where he just for convenience for convenience, just like throws himself out the window to keep fighting. Or I don't know what the fuck, but <laughs> killed me. Um, another funny thing is that he's shooting 
Ugh, my battery is low. Are you serious? He sh Another funny thing is there's a point where he's, they're like shooting in a room full of chemicals. The shootout is just chemicals everywhere. It just feels like a bad idea. <laughs> um, and then the last one I had written down was when he arrives to 94 and he goes to the factory and the senator's car is parked outside, but his number plate is like, Senator. <laughs> It's funny. Yeah. It's like, I wonder who's in there. <laughs> Could it be the senator? <gasps> movie's so stupid. Oh, it's so but, great. Yeah, exactly. It's, a, it's an so excellent great. stupid movie. It's one of those ones where it's like, it's, yeah, it's like, we're okay with the stupid. Totally fine with it. <laughs> um, yeah, that's all my funny things. Okay. Um, do you want to talk about cast? We'll talk about Jean Claude Van Damme, but there's a few other people. Do you want to talk about Mia Sarah, perchance? Yeah, go on. I just, well, the most beautiful girl in the world. Yeah. Mia Sarah. She's Ferris Bueller's girlfriend. Mm. And I was always like, when I watched Ferris Bueller, I'm like, what ever happened to her? She did Time Cop and, and she disappeared. She did. <laughs> There's never enough time to please a woman. <laughs> I know I hate that scene. <laughs> I actually fucking hate it. It's so it's fucking clocks. <laughs> I'm just every next time I see a clock shop, I'm just gonna stand there and watch the clocks in the hall. I just someone's hate gonna be like, "There's never enough time. <laughs> enough time for what? To please a woman." I just well, hate that then, goofy. Not waste any time. But like this goofy idea in movies where you're like that that's how couples talk to each other and that it's all about oh mystery and we're going to pretend like we don't know each other but then oh we're actually married and now we're going to go home and we're going to have amazing sex in the rain and by candlelight because that's what we do all the time instead of like no you're just going to go home cook dinner put on pajamas and sit on the couch and watch fucking shit TV that's what everyone does stop pretending. <sighs> Crickets. Fuck you. <laughs> you lying bitch. <laughs> Next up, <laughs> evil Senator McComb, Ron Silver. Do you have anything to say about him? He was just, so he was one of those ones. He was sort of a James Redporn, but not entirely a James Redporn. Because I was like, his face is so distinctively familiar to me. But when I looked at his IMDb, I was like, I've literally not seen anything that you're in. Like, how do I yeah, know your face? Like I'm evil. pretty confident I've not really seen anything. Or he might just look like someone else, maybe, or something. I don't know. He reminds me of the guy from Die Hard. It's not him, but it's just got that same kind of, like, smarmy, smarmy Wall Street kind of guy look. Which guy but from Let's Die see Hard? what he's in. The, the villain. The, 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 the Hans Gruber. That guy. Stop. No, not Gruber. Maybe. Oh. No. Which guy? The guy that, no, the guy that sells out. Sells oh, sells yes. Out. Yes, 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 yes. The Coke guy. 
yeah. yeah. Who's Ron Silver? What else is he in? Like, yeah, I don't know any of these movies. It's so weird, isn't all. it? Because it's like he's just so familiar, but it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I haven't seen these movies or something. So there must have been just one, one or two things, and his face is just a little bit distinctive. So yeah, so I didn't really have anything to say about him. I enjoyed him though. I thought he was a good slimy politician. He was an amazing... It's as soon as the camera went on him, you're like, oh, okay, I guess that's the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Any other cast members? Nope. Anyone else in the cast worth mentioning? There's no one worth mentioning in the no. cast. All right. I don't have anything else to say about the movie. It was just... Because because our science section is going to be making fun of the movie anyway. Yeah. So let's go on to that. Okay. I don't even have any themes, but do you have a theme for this no. movie? What theme? Okay, good. Time travel. Time travel. <laughs> but John called Van Damme splits is basically... Kick, his yeah. kicks is the theme. <laughs> Okay, but I do have some tropes, so let's go. Okay. Let's go into let's go Well, no, I've got a trope and and this is and what do you have a trope? Yes. Welcome to our next section trope of the week. <laughs> Abby, what is your trope? Oh, watching home movies while drinking alone in the dark. I hate it. Oh, that is it. a good one. I just, uh, it's like every fucking thing. It's every movie and it's the same scene. It's the same shot always. It's Blade Runner. It's freaking, I don't know, like everything. It's just, it's always that. And the wife is always like, oh, I'm so beautiful and lovely and wonderful and silly. And I'm all of your dreams. And like, oh, look how happy our life was together. And it's just like, <laughs> and he's just sitting there just like, shut up. Yeah, no. Anyway, that's it. That's my trope. What was yours? Yeah. Oh, that is an amazing one. Now I feel ashamed of mine. I feel like I could have done better, but we, we was obnoxious tech guy. It, it's a variation on the evil fat bastard that we had from Jurassic Park, but it was like the gross yeah. tech guy who's just like yeah. objectionable in many ways. That's all. This is, that is so true. There was one version of the future where he was like neatened up in a suit and Great. stuff. Yes. Where he was a good, where he was great. I know I love that, it, I, but I wrote that trope. And then I liked that each time he went, it, like it changed him. He got more obnoxious. He got less obnoxious. Right, it's interesting. Um. Okay. Cool. The, this is how I'm going to deal with the science. So first, we'll talk about the laws of time travel according to this movie, and then. We will talk about policing time travel and then we'll talk about the 2004 version of futurism that was hilarious. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. let's start with the laws of time travel according to this movie. We did last <laughs> week, see you yesterday, where where I was like, time travel doesn't exist and so why do we all have to stick to the same laws all the movies as if it's a real thing just do whatever you want but every movie for narrative purposes has to set up rules just to make a story you yeah know? it's just like whatever it's this so here are the laws of time travel you cannot i'll say them and then we'll go back to them each. okay you cannot go forward because the future has not happened yet the best one <laughs> it's okay it's okay just keep going keep going <laughs> Same matter cannot occupy some space. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if you change the if you change the past, you alter the future. So I guess that's like the physical. That's like how it works. If you do change the past, the future is now changed. Yeah. Okay. So let's go back to the first one. Um, you cannot go forward because the future hasn't happened. Is there anything you want to say about that particular <laughs> law? 
So like if the future hasn't happened yet, then when you go back in time, surely you assume that you'll only return to the same time point that you left, right? So how can you go back in time, do stuff, and then return to a time point in the future that's further ahead than where you left? Because that future hasn't happened yet. And by the logic, you're saying that you can't go forward in time. And essentially you would be going forward in time because your present time when you left the future um, was before the, the future happened. So so you would have to go back to the exact same point that you left in order for you to adhere to that law, right? Um, and then the fact that your timeline doesn't exist for anyone else in the past when you go back in the past, then by that logic, when you're in the past, the future hasn't happened yet. So you shouldn't be able to travel back to the future. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. First of all, I love your first point. That is a brilliant point. This idea that they're concurrent, concurrent timelines. You go back to the past or any time passes, passes in the future. Okay, it's like, it shouldn't be because that would violate this rule. That is, doesn't make any sense. Um, But I, yes, exactly. If you can't go forward, then you should be stuck in the past. Yeah. You can go back. When they return to their own time, they're going forward. They should be stuck. Yes. So it's like, it's like, this is where officially the universe is up to when you can't go past that magic number. Yeah. It's as if like there's a record. It's basically as if it's saying there's a record of all past events that are imprinted somewhere. So you could travel through past events, but you can't go into, because the future events haven't been imprinted anywhere yet. So you can only go, but it completely falls apart immediately once you're in the past because the logic says once you're in the past no future has occurred yet so or you're just saying that future has only occurred for you as an individual in the past so nobody else in that past could could go with you back to the future but you could go back to the future which would yeah so if he tried to bring someone with him back to the future would they just disintegrate And then that's a whole like Starman theory. Like it's like this Starman traveling that he is like this lone person that has grasp of how the universe works and gets to jump around and nobody else is aware of it but him and he doesn't have any consequences of that. Like yeah. memory. Yes. I don't know where I've written this. I don't know where I've written this, but it's somewhere down there. You know, I'll get, uh, I'll, okay. I'll, but he jumps and futures changed and he has no memory. Like he's just the star man. He's just gone around and the futures changed. That was a new future. He has no memory of it. Mm. Okay. Well, we'll come back to that later. But <laughs> this is the, this is the whole theory of like being the spaceman star man. Who's yeah. just a, the only one who's allowed to travel around. And it it's basically that the universe and space time only exists relative to Jean-Claude Van Damme, which I'm happy to accept yeah. personally. But basically <laughs> that's what it's saying. Time, all time, all space, <laughs> the universe only exists relative to my perspective. I, Jean-Claude Van Damme, nobody else. So what we are up to, the present, is only relative to what I've been up to. And everybody. And so it's like that. that's basically the rules according to Jean-Claude Van Damme, who's basically the king of all space time. Fine. Which I'm is perfectly acceptable. I, yeah, we, we accept I'm fine this. With <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. fine with that. As Eric says, it's his kicks at breaking physics. And so that's... <laughs> He's kicks break physics <laughs> and space time. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Those so splits. The next rule. The next rule. Splits are splitting space time, matter. The splits are splitting space time. That's how it works. It's only logical. It's logical. 
Um, the same matter cannot occupy the same space. Oh. Is the most is is basically, in my opinion, it's like a it's like a Chekhov's gun. You're yeah. like, oh, I guess that's how Ron Silver's gonna die. <laughs> but what do you think about what? Like, just any thoughts? What, what's your? What do you want to say about that? If if anything, I'm not really sure because I don't really know how to like how to how to quantify it in my mind or how to like express it in my mind. I do think it's hilarious how how much of a dick future Ron Silva is to past Ron Silva. Like it's really funny. <laughs> like he treats as his own past self, treats his own past self as like one of his little lackey idiot men who's just like just do this, you idiot. And it's like that's that's you. Like, you know, it's you, right? But um, I don't know. Like, how do we... I've never really overly thought about the whole the same matter can occupy the same space. And like, yes. But does that mean that if you tried to, that they would annihilate each other? Does that mean that you... Like, because I don't know, because what do we say is the same matter? Because then this comes, actually, right, because this brings us to when we talked about um, teleportation and the fly, right? So if you think about it from that perspective, like matter is just a, um, it's just a combination of quantum states. It's just all of the particles that make up your body being in a specific configuration. But fundamentally, we're all made up of these same subatomic particles. So it's just variations of those subatomic particles in, in states that have happen to have the same configuration. Is it the same matter? It's, it's not the same matter, surely, because it's still just subatomic particles. Because by that, by, that, by that idea, we're all fundamentally made up of the same matter. Yeah, I don't think they're any more the same than we are the same. Yeah, as it as anybody. But not only are they not the same matter, I don't see why it's the same space either. Because when they, even when they touch each other, you're still not occupying the same space. They're just very close to each other. So yeah. what is constitutes the same space? Because when they were like the same space, it was like the same room, handshake. Mm. Well, the answer is you have to be Touching. kicked into somebody with the force of a Jean-Claude Van Damme kick. Yeah, uh, by the way, so. it seems like you voluntarily just sort of walked into him because the kick, <laughs> he kicked it and then he was like, whoa, I can't oh, stop no. myself falling into him. I'm attracted but- to my own matter. Um, but also, sorry, <laughs> just, just to bring up another point on that as well, because another reason why they can't be the same matter is because of um, entropy, because of aging. He's not the yeah. same... It's not the same version of him created, like it's not a split version of him created at the same time. It's not a clone of him from the exact same moment in time made up of all the exact same particles. It's not because he's aged. It's two. It's a younger version and an older version of him. His older version has different, like, you know, he, he has different lines in his face. He's going to have different facial, different, you know, his body functions in a slightly different way because it's aged. Ha ha! Sorry. So not only is um, it not the same matter, it's not even the same space. So it's not the same matter yeah. and it's not the same space. But so here's my theory on what that whole thing was about. I think it's just trying to avoid a paradox happening because as we said, Jean-Claude Van Damme is the star man. He's the only one who's allowed to keep traveling through time. Yeah. And the thing is about if, if the same matter occupies the same space, i.e. you bump into your future self that it kickstarts a paradox that this time cop just can't cope with because the time cop 
doesn't have this idea of alternate timelines or any universes. It just can't handle that level of paradox, right? So it introduces this rule that annihilates anything that has the risk of becoming a paradox. Here's what I mean. Okay. You bumping into yourself just happened, but it hasn't happened yet. Okay. Right? So I've just bumped into my future self. That just happened. And then I know that I have to travel back in time to bump into my future self. Yeah. And my future self who... who... No, I know what you're saying. Your future self should know. There's the person... The future self went back and bumped into me. And I now have to spend the rest of my life knowing that I have to go bump into myself. Yeah. So it, it, it's happened and then it hasn't happened. As, as soon as it happens, it immediately hasn't happened yet. Yeah. And Ron Silver enters into a fucking time loop. Yeah. And Time Cop just cannot handle that shit because it's just not how his timeline <laughs> works. So it basically goes, if it, 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 it annihilates the entire character just to, just to neaten up its timeline. So time, it's Time Cop. It's not the universe. It's the movie goes, dude, we don't, we can't explain this shit. We can't introduce any paradoxes. You go back, you change the future, you go back, the future's changed, done. As soon as Ron Silver bumps into himself, suddenly it all becomes Ron Silver stuck in a loop. Yeah. And it's easier to get rid of his entire character than to cope with the the existence of his paradox. (laughs) So it annihilates the entire character from every timeline so we don't have to worry about it. Yeah. That's basically... Perfect. I think that it's just... It's a perfect okay, use great. then. The movie's fine. <laughs> it's fine. So we don't have to worry about a future with Ron Silver because he doesn't exist anymore. Perfect. It just removed him. <laughs> the question is how much contact constitutes this unstoppable paradox from happening? Basically, if you bumped into your future self, it's unavoidable. But maybe if you... Like, for example, in the, in the, the mall scene... They pass each other, but it's not such a, it's not such an experience that the other guy now basically lives, enters into a loop for the rest yeah. of eternity. He could easily be like, that guy looked a bit like me and move on with his life. Yeah. Even though he technically is in a loop, <laughs> he's not aware of it. <laughs> so he wouldn't self-sustain the loop. But Anywho. if you saw someone that you thought kind of looked like you, but had different hair, would you think, hey, that's me from the future? <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. After what? Yes. Okay. Of course. <laughs> that's your that's your immediate assumption. <laughs> Anyways, okay. So let's let's go on to the next rule of time travel, which is if you change the past, you then alter the future, that exact future. Yeah. So, in terms of altering the past, when he travels back to the present. Senator McComb doesn't exist anymore. Yes. In my opinion... Okay, I'm about to get very stressed out. There's <laughs> only one timeline. There are no alternate timelines in Time Cop. You just change it. Yeah. It changes. But technically, there's no Senator McComb anymore. We annihilated him from the timeline. Yes. There's no reason for him ever to have gone back in time to chase senator mccomb so there should be two of him considering he's 
He never travelled back to stop Senator McComb. He should just be living at home. It makes no sense. He rocks up into the home and they're like, Daddy! And he's never lived there and he has no memory. There should totally just be another him living there. Well, the, this is or the thing, right? The because when you said about the memory thing and, and like we, we had brought it up with CU yesterday, last week, and something that when he gets to the home and it's the wife and the kid there, I'm like, how are you going to explain to your wife that you don't remember the last 10 years of your life? Or are your memories just gradually coming back and you're, you're kind of going like, oh no, this is my real life. I just like, I don't understand. Yeah. It's because it's, it's because it treats Jean-Claude Van Damme like he's the star man and it's all his perspective. It shouldn't be, there is no perspective. There's no one perspective. It should be reset and he shouldn't have any memory of ever having traveled. Yeah. He should just be like, yo, what's up? Like, or there should be another one of him. Yeah. But we don't do that in Time Cop. <laughs> and then this this is because he comes home, there's another one of him, and he goes to work on, like, the moon or something. And that's how you have extra people. Because if you go back in time, to, you go back in time and you start annihilating people with the rules and the paradoxes, every now and then you end up accidentally with two people. Yeah. But but like well, this, people, but this whole remember? thing does exactly what we've talked about before, which is it is the grandfather paradox, but it it brings the grandfather paradox to completion. Basically, like he goes back, he kills Macomb, therefore there is no Macomb in the future who is traveling back in time. I suppose that doesn't necessarily mean that he erases the concept of time travel or the advancement of time travel. So time travel still exists. But there's never, as you said, there's never any reason for him to have gone back in time um, in relation to McCall. regular crime But I suppose he's McCall. still, like, ti- the time cop place still exists. He's still a time cop. Um, so he's you know still going back in time. But just uh, the, the whole storyline of McComb is erased so actually maybe it's fine he's gone back for some other reason yeah he comes back to the future where he's traveled back for some other thing for some like little crime um from mia sarah's point of view she is married to a time cop that is what she signed up for every now and then he comes home being like hi guys (laughs) is this my house (laughs) and she's like Okay, again, it happened again. <laughs> what happened this time? <laughs> That's what I think. Is everything on the cop? They're across it. They're like... <laughs> it's all on the cop. Everything's on the cop. Oh, my God. Yeah, so I think this all works really fine. Um, okay. But, you know, I saw something so funny on Reddit. I enjoyed Reddit. Time travel Reddit is, is the tits. But on Time Cop... <laughs> Somebody said, no, 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 this is not even time cop. Somebody, you know the Mandela effect? Do you know what the Mandela effect is? Yeah, oh, uh, yeah, duh, oh, yeah, yeah, no, duh, um, go on. Then every, when everybody remembers something together, when everyone, like, misremembers something, but yeah. more than one person misremembers something, someone was like, oh, my God, maybe the Mandela effect is a result of time travel. It's just fucking changing shit. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> I 
Love it. Do you know what? That's a way better. That is a way better expert. Do you know what? I'm going to follow through on this because that is a way better explanation than what the actual like conspiracy theory idea around the Mandela. So do you know what the conspiracy theory about the Mandela effect is? No. Okay. The conspiracy theory is that CERN, every time it turns on, is shifting us to a different parallel universe and some people remember the old parallel universe. It's we're shifting between it and the people that the awake people are the people that remember the old parallel universe. And that's why people remember Mandela dying or the Berenstain Bears being like the Berenstain Bears being Berenstain and oh there's like a Chick-fil-A thing. It's all this <laughs> fucking shit, right? But it's all apparently to do like that's that's what they spread, the people who believe this, this idea that it's shifting it shifts in parallel universes. Time travel is a way better explanation. That is a way better explanation. It's like, oh, Mandela died. No, he didn't. Someone went back in time and saved him. I'm way more down for that. <laughs> Not someone. Not time someone. Cop. Van Damme. Van Damme. <laughs> I like it. It's a much more plausible explanation. Yeah. Personally. Okay. So his job is to prevent people from using time travel to alter the past and therefore change the future. Yeah. I just want to say he rocks up smashing shit around so much and changing everything constantly all the time, but whatever. (laughs) That's just my opinion. What's your opinion on that? I did, yeah. I, I was like, well, what are the rules here? Like, not not the laws of time travel, but like, what are the, what are the, what are the, like, the political laws that exist in terms of how to police this, in terms of how to ensure that people aren't um, breaking the law? Who has access to all of this technology? How are people getting access to all of this technology? And yeah, exactly. Like, he goes back in time, and it's just like, oh yeah, let's just throw this guy out a window. Or let's have this big fight bust up right. in a in an office in the twenties with these futuristic guns. No one's gonna bat an eye at this. <laughs> that won't change anything. What I think well, firstly, to answer your first question is that it's offices of time that are breaking the law. Yeah, okay. And they just get put to death. I love that they just put them to death <laughs> as well. It's just hilarious. Um but what I think the law is is that they don't want people to profit off of time travel. That's what yeah. I think. Yeah. It's like, yeah, exactly. Don't go bet on things. It's not fair for all the fucking people back then. It's just rude. <laughs> all right. I have to policing time travel profiting. Okay. Now we're going on to the, 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 the next topic. We're ready to go to the next topic. Yes. Anything that you want to say more about policing time travel? No. Um, well, I also just, why do you think that they slammed into a brick wall? Oh, yeah, no, I do want to know about that. Like, what the fuck is this launch thing? If they're launching themselves back in time in this machine, where do they go from the machine? And then how do they get back? How do they come back then? Because they don't seem to need the machine to come back. I know it wasn't explained or anything and we don't like to overanalyze things that aren't explained, but like, you know, don't tell me they need this fucking spaceship shuttle to get to the past, but they don't need it to get to the future. 
but they're not allowed to travel to the future anyway so it's all bullshit so yeah there we go i imagine the brick wall oh i don't understand the brick wall i guess there's no i don't actually it's a mystery to me actually i don't know why there was a brick wall why did i don't know (laughs) i I, it was like is it just to increase their speed very rapidly is it to (gasps) were they quantum tunneling yeah that's through the brick the, wall to it. the future there we go sorted to the past i Sorry. love the special effects of the traveling okay <laughs> can we make fun of the 2004 futurism it's hilarious <laughs> that it jumps 10 years where the only thing that's changed are cars <laughs> his car his and car. the jackets <laughs> why 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 does he have that car like what is the car why is this a thing with time travel? Why is it that whenever we think about any futuristic idea, it's always the fucking cars? <laughs> like... I have to say, being on Reddit is so funny because there's some funny shit. Someone said, my favorite thing about this is that no one would have imagined that fake wood paneling on cars would ever fall out of vogue. <laughs> <laughs> they may... <laughs> retained the fake wood paddling here's another one it looks like an x-wing fucked a minivan and threw in an extra chromosome for good luck it does look like it it does look like it has an extra chromosome i don't even and know how to process this is where that it gets statement. funny this is where it gets funny that somebody wrote, cars in the future will have so much unnecessary texture because <laughs> yeah. the car. And then it turns out that there's actually a term for unnecessary texture on spaceships in science fiction and whatnot. Did you know that? No, what is there's it? There's a word for this. Greeble <laughs> or nernies. Ner- nernies are the are they literally generated out of plastic they're like just unnecessary texture that goes on the outside of spaceships and Amazing. other such science fiction elements um so i found that really interesting nernies or greeble <laughs> that's incredible um, <laughs> Yes, the cars had, what do you think about this, screens on the inside and cameras on the outside, no need for windows, no windows. Yeah. What do you think about that? That was their, like, vision of the future. Like, so is the car automated? Like, why? Is it, like, is it, like, what, so why, why no need for windows? Like, what, what's, what, what are you saving by not having windows? How do you get air in? So you just, is it just all air conditioned then? If it's a sunny day, are you? is it something to do with insulation? Is it protecting all the equipment? Is it just because he's a time cop? Has he got a specific type of like armored car? I don't know, but it's <laughs> hilarious that that was what they figured would be the future of cars. Yeah. No, I said it's vampires. It's great for vampires sure and it's great for beating up your assistant because no there's no windows yeah yeah casual assault easy Um, assault yeah exactly (laughs) um 
I don't know. I don't really have anything else to say about this or the entire movie, to be perfectly honest. The jackets... <laughs> the jackets All are were just... pushed up. I just... So why oh. do they even have any sleeves at all? Uh, because I think that's if just a Van Damme thing, up. isn't it? I think that's yeah, a, a Van Damme style thing. The jacket, the bomber jacket, the pushed up sleeves, they're just... Just something about him he more than beautiful. anything else. Yeah, like like Mullet Van Damme is just beautiful. But then it's... he stands next to this car. It's very, very funny to me, that picture. <laughs> Abby, I have nothing else to say about this movie. I have nothing. I, I think I've, that's I've totally fine. I, I... <laughs> okay, great. Let's let's go into what the fuck. Play some music. <gasps> what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> All right. What the fuck? Do you have any what the fuck? I have three. I have three too. You go with your first one. Well, my first one was why didn't... Well, actually, I kind of retract my first one a little bit. Because originally I was like, why didn't he try to save his wife when he could first go back? And afterwards I'm like, actually, I kind of appreciate that we didn't see that like moral dilemma thing. And I suppose he's... If he's a time cop, then I guess that's like one of the first rules, I guess. You like, you can't change it. But like, you know, the fact that he that there wasn't even any like indication from him of something he would like to do. I don't know. I was just a bit like, it's a bit weird, but I kind of retract it. So yeah. moving on. <laughs> I'm cool with that. He, I'm cool with that. He was like, dude, I'm bitter. This sucks, but what can I do? I'm yeah. a war man. <laughs> Anyways, um, I've got one, the sex computer. The obnoxious tech guy with his sex computer. Oh. That was gross. I was like, what the fuck? I was exactly like that. <laughs> Give me another one. Um, you know when they're, you know, the whole like end kind of battle thing in the house and he's trying to save her and getting her out in the rain and she's in the rain climbing the roof and she's really high up on the roof in the rain pregnant like why is she why why is she so high up that's mine <laughs> why is she climbing the house why are they both climbing the house like why is that the best way to get out of there she's like ah, ah in the rain pregnant i love that you added that pregnant <laughs> climbing the roof she's like this is the yeah, this is this it's is the like way the, to go. You know that version <laughs> in Scream where they're like, why is she always running up, up the stairs. stairs instead of going out the door? Yeah. This is an even stupider version of that where she's like, climbs the roof. Yeah, exactly. Forcing them all to climb the roof. And just like, for context to people who like haven't actually watched it or don't remember the scene, there's other bridges and ledges. There's lower places where she could go and she could like sit or be a bit more secure or hold on. But no, she's climbing to the highest point of the house so she can have the further fall. <laughs> like what? Anyway. It's bizarre. And my, was that three for you or two? That was two. What's your third one? <laughs> okay. They all work at a time travel place. Right? Yeah. Like they, they all work uh -huh. in time travel. And every time he comes back, which they know he's gone back in time, and then he comes back to the future, 
and um, talks about things that they don't know or understand. They're all looking at him and they say things like, what's the matter with you? You seem a bit weird today. You seem a bit off. You're very confused. And he says things and he's like, why are you talking about him? Why about... He's not, he's not senator or like, um, no, why? Yeah, but you know, Macomb is in charge of this company, right? And it's like, at what point are they not like going, oh shit, dude, what happened in the past this time? What changed that we don't know what you're talking about? Like at no point do any of these people that work in the time travel agency question what's happened. They all just look at him like he's losing his mind and confused about the world they live in. That's mine. Yeah, Sorry. exactly. That was it. Was exactly what I said about me, Sarah. You live with Time Cop. Every now and then, he's going to come home and be like, "Hey, guys." <laughs> and then, and then you're like, kid come from?" All right, here's the vault. That's where you're supposed to go in every time you come back confused, and it updates you on your life or some shit. You know, like there'll be some yeah. kind of way to correct it that they always keep. I feel like I need a sequel, to be perfectly honest. Like, not only do I not mind Time Cop, I think I want a second one. Okay. Are you even sure that there isn't a second My one? My final what the fuck. My final what the fuck. Go on. Is. He's like, in the, in the second version of events, when she does manage to tell him that she's pregnant, because she knows she has to, right? He's like, you're going to want to tell me something and you have to make sure you say it, right? Yeah. She goes, she's like, I'm pregnant. And he goes, great. (laughs) The way he says it. Okay. He's like, great. In the most, like, it was like the fakest great I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) It was like the exact great when, when you're like, I'm pregnant. And they're like, great. It was exactly like that. It was so weird. It was the weirdest delivery I've ever seen of the word great. Um, and that's my final what the fuck. Uh, I just felt like they could have had that moment a bit more punch considering it was central to the entire plot. <laughs> he could have been like, oh my God, I'm not. He was like, great. That was it. That was all he said. Frida, I need, to, I, need to, I need to tell... I need to talk to you about something. What? Um, 2003... Starring Jason Lee, Time Cop 2, The Berlin Decision. Yeah. Right now? Right now, let's go, guys. How much does that cost? $50 also, it's, it's titled as the second installment in the Time Cop film series. But when you go to it, I'm like, there is, there isn't another. There was a television show. Oh, Bruce Lee's son. Yeah. They made thirteen no, episodes. Sarah. Oh no, they made nine episodes out of thirteen. It it did not go well. But they made a TV series that was a um, continuation of the movie, not with Jean Claude. So what's the point? But um, anyway, there you go. You can watch it. (laughs) 
Well, I'll do something okay. else with my day. <laughs> I guess that wraps it up. Does it movie pass the here comes the Sam's test? Does this movie pass the Sam's test? And for all our listeners, our Sam's test is our own version of the Bechdel test. It's like a female representation thing. Now, we have a female antagonist slash sidekick. Um, she's pretty cool. Oh, I forgot about we her. We have Mia Sarah. <laughs> we didn't even mention her. She doesn't exist, even though, by the way, you know which version of her gets shot. Not the 1994 one. The 2004 version of her goes back and gets shot. Yeah. And then he comes back. She's just disappeared. She's just died in a different timeline. Yeah. So it's very confusing. So she comes back and they have no memory of her. Yes. Poor bitch. Seriously. Yeah, but she was a bad guy. And then suddenly she was like fucking miraculously good guy it was stupid no it was really stupid she was they were like you look like a bad person that she's like surprise i'm bad and then she's like i'll be good yeah and that's it like there's no that was her entire character development you look like a kind of like bad person that i know i don't know what you're talking about i am bad i am bad actually like 30 seconds later i was so dumb Anyway, does it pass the here comes the Sam's test? No. The Sam's test. No. No. Does it pass the here comes the science test? <laughs> no. No. Of course not. What are we rating it? I don't. I rated it three. <laughs> what are we even doing with this podcast? It was just the number it's I wrote down. I really enjoyed it. I loved it a lot, but <laughs> but nothing. It's just great. I don't know what I'm doing with these ratings. Okay, that was our time ratings cup. mean nothing. Give me a number, that though. You didn't give cup. We no. Did it. Give me a number. One point eight. Oh, I didn't I hear said it. 1. Okay. All right. <laughs> One point eight. Okay. Our ratings mean shit. Uh, like are we doing another time travel nothing. movie? <laughs> <laughs> They're like. One day we should post a list of our of the ratings, but like you know, average our our ratings for every movie, and just post a list and just go like, this is kind of what we think. I'm gonna start doing that. I'm gonna start doing. Well, let's start doing videos on TikTok where we we talk about what the average rating for each movie was. How it makes no sense. I'm not doing that. (laughs) What it is funny though. What like the only reason I'm not doing it is because it's a lot of work, so I respect the task greatly because I think it would be hilarious. I am not willing to go through all the episodes and find out the ratings, but if you do, like that is well done, you and that is great. I'm no disrespect. I'm just saying I'm going to do it. I'll start a spreadsheet. What? (laughs) I'm sure you will. What's next? I'm so excited about the next movie. Like I'm, I am I like mind explodey excited about the next movie. We're going to do everything everywhere song? all at once. Finally, I have a reason to watch it because for me, movies are all work, 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 work. I have no time to watch any movies for pleasure outside of this podcast, except for I watch the David Bowie extravaganza on IMAX. And the Jewish International Film Festival is coming up. Lots of Holocaust documentaries. But other than that, no time for films. And I can't wait. I'm so excited.
It's yes. excellent. Great. And we both are big old Michelle Yao loves. So I love Michelle. I loved Michelle Yao before everybody. Everything. I wonder before if everybody. Any cinemas. Excuse you. Nah, just joking. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I am a big fan of Wushu films going back to my nerd days when I was not cool yet and just a straight up nerd. And I had a big passion for Wushu and she was a big part of that. And that's okay, cool. So yeah. we are next week doing Flight of the Navigator for our mm-hmm. second part of our time travel mini series. Then we're having a break from time travel. Actually, it's kind of more time travel. It's um, not really time travel. Dimensions. Yeah. Everything, everywhere, all at once. I absolutely cannot wait. So join us then. And that's it, really. TikTok, at Science at the Movies. Instagram, at Science at the Movies. We're kind of not... We've been a bit lazy on Instagram. I've, I've been very lazy. With all my PhD stuff, I've been very, very lacking in my social media skills. But I also felt like I've done a lot of social media over the two years. So I was like, I'm just giving myself a You've break. You've done loads. <laughs> no, Instagram, like, I can only handle one platform at a time. And, yeah. and right now I'm doing TikTok. Yeah. So... Cool. Okay, get in touch with us. You can also email us at science at the movies at gmail.com. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye.